do this intro? Or do you, oh, did you yeah. give up on that dream? No, okay. <laughs> you can't take all my dreams away, Matthew. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just... Yeah, sure. Okay. Welcome to Ain't Myth Behaving, the podcast about legends from people who are. I am joined by my reluctant father figure and co-host, Matthew Shadorn. How are you doing, Matthew? Who are you? <laughs> that's funny because that's what my actual dad said too. <laughs> no, I. You didn't introduce yourself, Anna. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you that were playing along. That is the joke. I, I was saying you, you should introduce yourself first as the host, and then introduce your host because it's like you can't have a co-host mm. if you don't have an initial host. But then this is for Patreon, right? So everyone who listens. And 100% of that audience is currently you, if I am correct. <laughs> you know what? I feel like any day we're going to break through. <laughs> well, anyway, so either way, anyone listening will know that it's me anyway, right? I guess. But you know okay, what? Okay, sorry. Anna, as, we talk so much, no, what, as we talk so much about religion, what is important is often the ritual. Oh, okay. We need to, That's a good we point. need to complete the rituals. Mm-hmm. We need to do the things. That is where people like, if you start with the introduction that people know... <laughs> Then they feel like, okay, I'm in good hands with professional podcasters. I feel safe in this oh, environment. Right. You know, I'm you sorry for violating your It's all space. chaos. The people listening to this, they're all frazzled now. They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> well, that's because the, the people listening to this is you. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and I am very upset. Okay. I'm sorry for upsetting you. The eventual future listeners. Yeah. All one of in them. In their is, droves. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, if you're the first person to subscribe to this button, and nobody will hear this, they don't have to be the first person. We'll give you a shout out if you were the first person. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah it's like if a a tree falls down in the woods and no one's around to hear it did we even make a podcast you know what it's it's the exercise of the thing is Mm. important right it's not the ritual the ritual well this is a different this is a different point of making (laughs) we don't do this because we do we do this for others anna or do we Um, do this for ourselves i feel like i do this to humor you to be quite honest (laughs) well i appreciate that Anyways, yeah. So go okay. on. Sorry, I'm Anna Dominey, and <laughs> this is my co-host Matthew Shadorn. How you doing, it, Matthew? Yeah, I am all right, Anna. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little off center today, but it's fine. I'm fine. Uh, how are you today, Anna? I'm good. I don't know if I feel legendary. I'm very no. tired. <laughs> Haven't done anything legendary or epic lately. <sighs> it's been a while since we last spoke, and I feel like I've not set the bar high. <laughs> Well, if the bar's not very high, then everything seems epic, right? Yeah, true. I think you've been overcoming some legendary heat, though, right? The, the heat oh yes, been... it's it's like there there must be some like legend who fights a firestorm, and you know the heat, the current heat wave. I guess I've lived through that, so that's that's pretty legendary. Yeah. Also, you know, still haven't succumbed to the the pandemic, which just it feels like we're living in a in science fiction, like a bad science fiction at the moment, yeah. in a way, doesn't it? Because you know we've had we're past Freedom Day now. So we were all free. Free to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw this thing that was like, the government are basically now just trying to normalise dying from COVID. It's like, yay! <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's fun. So, yeah. So, yeah. like, uh, stiff upper lip and all that. Just, exactly. Uh... <laughs> Beating disease with Britishness. I don't think it's going to yeah. work. Uh, I, I was reading this article about mm-hmm. this doctor in Alabama who posted this this piece i forget what maybe just on facebook or whatever and she was talking about how like there are all these people 
people who she's like the last thing that happens for with all these patients before I intubate them, which means that before I put them on a ventilator. Yeah. And when they say ventilator, it's not like a mask they put on your yeah, it's face. like a tube that goes. It's in a your tube throat. they shove down your throat, which I don't think is said enough to people who are like mm, who are like, oh, masks are uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you feel a tube going down your throat? Ugh. And she's like, the last thing they do is they always beg me for the vaccine, and she's just like, it's too late. Too late. You Jesus. don't understand how this works. Like, oh my God. they always. She's like, it's. She's like, yeah, you had your opportunity, and you you fucking squandered it, and now mm. you're, now you're getting a tube shoved down your throat. Christ. Anyways, so yeah. Uh, have you yeah, done I've, any anything legendary this week? I have I done anything legendary heroic? I have heroically went on vacation with my parents and my father-in-law and <laughs> that uh, does sound pretty heroic it was uh yeah we were we were in a little rental house in the yorkshire dales and uh, for like four days was and... it a lot nicer than the last time you went to a cabin somewhere fairly remote <laughs> it was yes well there was indoor plumbing this time uh <laughs> which was a real big step up um it was on a bus route that was good so mm. easy escape if i needed to make it <laughs> yeah no it was it was much nicer it was a beautiful little house it was a, a you know country house of a family friend mm. and or friend's family I don't know. anyways and uh what you're trying to say is you've got connections i've got some who, who yeah. own property <laughs> yeah you know that's what you know i don't i don't want to brag about it but <laughs> they own a they own a home in ilkley which is a i don't know a nice commuter suburb for leeds i guess okay yeah. nice. it was pretty it was pretty richy rich mm. pretty nice little town so uh yeah no it was just it was uh, i spent time with family and you know the epic thing i did is i kept my wife from murdering everybody uh <laughs> You know, so we had a good time. And she's we, a we, famous murderer, so... She is, she's just a... You know, that is quite the feat. Yeah. Did got, your parents and parent-in-law get on? They get on fine, but I don't want to say who, but one of them is <laughs> a lot to deal with individually. Right. And then when we had to deal with that one and my parent... <laughs> <laughs> I think you accidentally said who. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was a little. It was really stressful for everybody. So, okay, fun. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was my epic thing. And I don't know. The only other thing I did is I I hewn wood into garden accoutrement. Oh um, yeah, that's pretty epic. Built some. Did you wear some... like plaid as you were doing it? Plaid? Why would I wear plaid? Because you were hewing wood. It's like a like a lumberjack. Oh no, <laughs> no. We just. I mean, we didn't cut down the trees we just bought it at the store but oh, uh or actually we didn't even buy some of the we, we repurposed some pallets you'd did be you, happy about this did you this. go on the search for street wood yeah yeah <laughs> we found some pallets Excellent. outside alice's work so we weren't stealing them or sure, whatever. sure nobody steals pallets nobody gives shit <laughs> so you that, were upcycling some I was upcycling. yeah mm-hmm. so we we made Saving them the planet yeah they were mounted on the wall of my garden They're very nice yeah i saw some because you you posted them on facebook and then a, a comedian who loves to mansplain mm. mansplained why it was a bad idea i deleted that comment i just made me really angry and i <laughs> just, just like, he's such a weirdo i was like what the fuck is wrong with you man <laughs> and he was like oh, i hate man. to be that guy and it's like it's like then don't, you don't be hate to guy. be that guy you're just being that guy yeah by saying i hate to be that guy uh it's like hey you you broke the uh the, you may have broken the uh, moisture seal on the house and so you're gonna have a bunch of moisture damage i'm like dude I'm not an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, it's, it's interesting that, yeah, I guess, like, 
because sometimes they accuse Danny of mansplaining and he's like but I do this to everyone it's not a sexist thing and it's like well it's not a sexist thing but it is a man thing <laughs> yeah fair yeah that's fair and that 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 guy's also like that <laughs> yeah yeah I was like actually, uh, anyways although yes. he also doesn't believe that the gender pay gap exists so no he is yeah. he is a, a bad man yeah, I don't know we don't have to deal with him he's I think he I think he quit comedy so that's uh for the best or maybe comedy quit him i don't know but uh, <laughs> but yeah that was a very weird thing but yes but i made some lovely with my my dad we we built some nice palette uh that's a lovely cute bonding activity vertical you dad. did you get tavish to help did he like shake a hammer <laughs> at the, the palette at one point no no and he oh. got very upset oh. we got him nearby he got upset by the sound of power tools because oh fair enough he's six months old so he doesn't <laughs> he has no idea what's happening you were like i'm gonna make you a man Bad boy. <laughs> yeah, we did go to the hardware store, and the, when my dad and I went to the hardware store, we took Tavish with us just mm-hmm. as an outing, you know, whatever, just to get him out of the house and get uh, Tavish out of the house no, to get uh, like, to get him away, you know, to give Alice. Hey, son, whatever. we're gonna show you tools. I know. Well, yeah, and then my father dad was like, and we, your grandfather. We we took Tavish to the man mall, and I was like, Dad, to... <laughs> did he actually say that? That's he did. I was like, Come on. Don't... <laughs> Oh. I'm like, it's okay. I don't know. Anyways, um, he, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, there's, yeah, that, I mean, my parents are like in their 70s. They, they, they have a lot of gender things that I don't want to be like, no, we're not doing that, Dad. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> or, mom, or mom or whatever, anybody. I'm just like, hey, mm. we're trying to like build a better kid here. So, <laughs> anyways. Yes. So, what are we talking about today? Who are we talking about today? So, this special July episode. What legend episode, have you discovered for me this, this July? This is, so today we are, I, I, oh, I actually got uh, inspired by a different figure. Okay. And so this is a, this is kind of a two-parter. Oh. So, next week we're going to talk about the other figure. Right. But today. By, by next week, do you mean next month? Next month we're going to talk about. Okay. <laughs> no, no, and I'm going to need you to do this recording next week. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake. <laughs> can you already uh, fit into your busy schedule i need to do another record no so next month we're going to talk about a different figure but this month we're talking about uh the legend of david okay you know david is that David and Goliath? Yes. Slash King, King David. King David of the Bible. I don't know. I was, I was looking it up as King David, and then everywhere you're just like, he's just listed as David. And I just find that very funny. It's like, hey, He's like the Madonna of the Bible. It's David. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. So it's 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 very funny. I just like the idea of, of just, his, he, hey, it's David. <laughs> Anyways. Everyone's like, um, your highness. And he's like, no, 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 just hey, David. Just call me Dave, all right? So the the David of David and Goliath, King, King David. David, and yeah. Jeff the Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah song. Yes, I guess so. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah. So David, he was king around. 1000 BCE. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the second king of ancient Israel and he founded the Judean dynasty and united all the tribes of Israel under a single monarch. So this okay. is kind of his big achievement, right? And he's an important figure in both Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. I don't know why I said both. And but I was things. about to pick you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you're actually really Islamophobic? Yeah, that was like, you, in, my, yeah, was like in both Judaism and Christianity and something called Islam? Hmm. All right, whatever. That reminds me of... Um, I was once at like a kind of Christmas party for like 
my mum's relatives and we had to talk to this like cranky old like great uncle and as you do and my mum was like just please just talk to him and just find something so we like don't you bounded on how much you hate islam <laughs> <laughs> no well no that's not the direction don't worry so basically he was telling some story about university and so naturally i was like oh which which university did you go to and he was like well you see i went to both because initially i I started in Oxford and then in the war they sent me off to Cambridge to do the engineering and it's like there are only two universities in this posh man's like mind yeah. and that's what you just did with religions yeah, that's what I did too yeah. yes 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 <laughs> the Judaism and then the old Christianity you know how it <laughs> that was the best British accent I've ever heard you do no I can do you should uh, yeah, stick well, to I that one do... rather than Cockney I can do crotchety old crusty British man sitting in a club <laughs> complaining about the fast um, more back then, of course. <laughs> and then they had this uh, newfangled thing they called it uh, Islam or something. Actually, now you're starting to sound like Wilson Fisk. I am. Dead yeah, that's fine. Right, I'm getting back. I got. I got away from it, but you know it doesn't matter. That's not where we're here. This is not the accent podcast. This is the myth. Oh, it, maybe it should be. I think we would probably create more comedy if it was the accent podcast. I don't know, I if it like if it was just called like oh, Saint Misbehaven. Well, you can't really write the- that down, can you? <laughs> But yeah, just yeah, call it Saint Misbehaving in an accent. And then yeah, with an accent. The um, saint, saint Accentuating, maybe? Hmm, there you go. So David. So David is probably a real person. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So the primary evidence for David's career consists of seven several chapters in uh in the books of Samuel and the Old Testament. Which is, you know, famously very reliable yeah, and accurate totally portrayal of <laughs> things that happen yeah see our no episode about that <laughs> but the psalms and the psalms are also attributed to him right because um, that doesn't a, mean that he writes yeah it doesn't yeah there's a lot of things that are attributed to him that potentially maybe didn't actually yeah. happen so <laughs> or he didn't do just like jesus mm. so there the material evidence for his reign is a matter of intense debate among scholars and it is very scant some scholars claim to have discovered artifacts that corroborate the biblical account of david's kingdom others assert that the archaeological record strongly suggests that david was not the grand ruler of a rising kingdom but merely a gifted tribal leader of a pastoral rather than urban society mm. so yeah and there's some you know passing there's like stone what's it called um steel stell t-e-l-e stone stell anyways that mentions the house of david there's ancient carvings you know right so. that's cool so some scholars consider david's story to be a heroic tale similar to king arthur's legend or homeric epics right so like exaggerations and all right mm-hmm. fictions you know others hold that david's story is a political apology in answer to contemporary charges against him of his involvement in murders and regicide so a lot of people think that the that the the after the fact stories of David are like people being like like polishing up his mythos. reputation his reputation mm. yeah so it's like he wasn't such a bad guy you know he oh did... right one of those yeah it's like hey he uh what it's like oh did you hear about Hitler's art career yeah exactly <laughs> that kind of thing like, like yeah anyways let's not focus on Winston Churchill's racism let's focus on the war stuff <laughs> Anyways, some other studies of David have been written where he's pictured as a brutal tyrant, a murderer, as ambitious and ruthless, a tyrant, um, 
a flesh and blood man or achieve power by any means necessary, including murder, theft, bribery, sex, deceit, and treason. Uh, and w William G. Deaver, an American archaeologist specializing in the history of Israel and the Near East in biblical times, described him as a, quote, serial killer. Oh, great. So, yeah, so he's a fun guy. Oh, that's, that's interesting because, like, the serial killing compared to, like, mass murder right. is a bit more, like, personal and involved. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a mass murderer. There, we'll get into yeah. that. But <laughs> I don't know. Actually, there's some. I could forgive that, but the serial killing. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, mass murderers. There, you know, whatever that happens, it happens, right? Well, it's you know, you know state sanctioned a lot of the time. So that's the thing, right? There's a there's a certain level of state sanctioned mass murder that we all have to come to terms with, uh, if not on a personal level, then at least on a, like a historical level. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so he and there is actually there is a bunch of murder he does later that has kind of the ritual quality of a serial killer <laughs> we'll get into that later. did he did he put someone like a love rival in the vanguard of a battle like to kill them or something yeah yeah that we'll was him that. Right, yeah that cool. was him yeah Sorry. he did a lot of stuff spoilers <laughs> spoilers that's all right so it's so weird like i because i i didn't i didn't pay that much attention in church the the rest of my life will probably be a testament to that but i remember <laughs> I, I vaguely remember a vicar using this the story of yeah David killing that guy as like we all make mistakes yeah <laughs> and it's it like, is kind oh, of for, a... for fuck's sake I I was trying to figure out why this is he's still such a revered figure in because a lot of the stories about David are kind of crappy and he's yeah. not really doing what one would consider to be virtuous things mm. by mostly any stretch of the imagination you know so it's it's it, it is strange that he is such a revered figure but we can kind yeah. of talk about that once we get through the whole thing but. cool sorry yeah i'm jumping the gun don't worry about it or the the slingshot if it's we're being good. on theme <laughs> that was a, that was a david and goliath reference right but it wasn't a slingshot it was a sling it's a different weapon i'll explain it when we get it <gasps> <laughs> wait is I this won't... whole episode you just mansplaining my degree to me <laughs> no I, oh my god How am I mansplaining? <laughs> the whole point of this episode is me telling you something you don't know exactly and you exactly then you can't yell at me for mansplaining you, no you set it up so that i'm more ignorant <laughs> this is just classic but, patriarchy uh, <laughs> but the others the other episodes the main feed episodes are set up the other way so isn't that yeah you do it twice I, as much so isn't, that, <laughs> isn't there some reciprocity well actually actually that's that's um a perception like you know when when women speak like 10 percent more they're considered to be speaking like more than half the time or something oh my so. god there's literally twice as many episodes <laughs> <laughs> i think it's actually three times but uh yeah nah, oh no anyway. it is because it's fortnightly yeah you're right yeah, it's twice see. i can't even do maths now yeah Oh, it's all right. You're a woman. I forgive you. Uh, so, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so according to the Bible, so most of the information we have about David comes from the Bible. There's very little actual like quote unquote real evidence. Real yeah. evidence. Or look what he did. And if anything, what happens in the Bible is probably nicer than what happened. Right. I was about to say it was like if that's if that's written by his fan club. Imagine how how much worse it would actually be. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing is like every all these biblical and scholars and archaeologists are like, wait a minute, if this is the polished version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So David, uh, according to the Bible, David is the son of Jesse, which again is a very funny name to be in the Bible. <laughs> I find I find David kind of a funny name to be in the Bible, but also Jesse, just like, hey, it's Jesse. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> the Bethlehemite, Bethlehemite, Bethlehemite. Uh -huh. uh, he is the youngest of his eight sons. Oh, okay. um, so he's got a, a youngest son complex. Yeah. So David's the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. The Bible does not name his mother. Again, 
Great job, Bible. Because women don't matter. (laughs) The Bible just like, the Bible, I feel like whoever's writing the Bible is like, this is about six pages too long. Can we just cut out all the women's names? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It's like, he was the son of Jesse who had six children and here's everything that they got up to. And his mother was some bitch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Talmud identifies her as, good job Talmud, as Nitzavit. So. Well, I can see why the Bible wouldn't bother with that name. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you spell that? You know, I'm just going to say a woman. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to imply it. a woman. Like, yeah. they, they, you know, you, you invoke the existence of one when you have a child, I guess. Yeah. So. It's like, I'm just also going to call her Jessie. <laughs> so she was the daughter of a man named Wait, Adele. what? So they, oh, this is in the Talmud. This so is the Talmud. Not, okay. Yeah. I was going to say that would be horseshit if they were like, and his mother was the daughter of this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, this is all in the Talmud, right? So right. basically the thing is the book, she's a descendant of Ruth from the book of Ruth. And so David is a great okay. grandson of Ruth. Oh, okay. Well, so. that's, that's interesting. I'm not sure who Ruth is. I forgot to look that up. She, she got her own book. So yeah, she got, yeah. So there you go. The, the Bible has like at least one book named after a woman so wait is that the only book of the bible named after a woman let's google it i i think there are more i think <laughs> maybe maybe esther? judith esther yeah um books of the bible ruth uh, esther yeah and judith yeah yeah, we're right. Okay, cool. Anyways, all right. So I mean, there's basically the the proportion of men's names to women's names is similar to what you'd get on a standard comedy lineup in the UK. Fair, fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but there's a bunch that are just that, like random. including. Wait, hang on. Including the fact that there are two Samuels. Like, there's often <laughs> on comedy lineups, like <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no women and like two Gregs. Yeah, it's always great when you see Santa. Like, wasn't wasn't Trump's cabinet? It was like oh, there were yeah, more probably. guys named John than there were than there were actual women. Well, there yeah. are more <laughs> CEOs named John than there... there are women CEOs. Right. Which is nuts. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially because yeah. like John isn't a good name. It's, like <laughs> yeah. really boring. Hey, if you're out there and you're named John, go fucking check yourself. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you're on Cry notice. into your piles of CEO money. Yeah. And fuck like... off. <laughs> That's the thing is you you get a John in there, right? And they're like, you know you got a solid guy. Because mm. he's just like, he's just a solid, boring dude named John. Yeah. What's he going to do? Nothing. Run a company well. Run a company. He's going to run a company. <laughs> just You don't have to worry about him on the weekends. He's just John. <laughs> That's a anyway. good point. So at the time that, that David is born, the king of the Israelites is Saul. Mm-hmm. But God is angry at Saul because <laughs> because it's very rational for a supreme being to be cross at a limited creature that he made. Yeah, that is pretty much totally rational. Like, yeah. like you know how when grown ups get pissed off at children, they're assholes. Yeah, it's like yeah. that times infinity. <laughs> but you know, I in fairness, I've been angry at Tavish sometimes in ways that really made me that like frightened me because I was just like, like you little piece of shit, won't you go to sleep? It's like it's very upsetting when you get very. <laughs> angry at a child yeah because you just feel like then as soon as you do it you suddenly have <laughs> yeah, you have this realization that you're like you're a monster because you got angry at a, a baby a baby who, who won't go to sleep for reasons it doesn't understand yeah. <laughs> but at that point you're just really sleep deprived and anyway right but, whereas god never gets <laughs> sleep deprived <laughs> yeah, he doesn't god have that excuse sleepy. yeah and and he also seems to really hold it like if i get angry at tavish i immediately feel bad about it yeah and and let it go right <laughs> whereas god sends a flood first yeah, or like loads of plagues well let's find out what god did here <laughs> oh okay yeah sorry carry on so that's yeah that's not the end of the story <laughs> 
So God is angered when Saul unlawfully offers a sacrifice and later disobeys a command. That's so petty as well. <laughs> so so here's what happened. is During Saul's campaign with the Philistines, Samuel, the prophet Samuel, mm. said that he would arrive in seven days to perform the requisite rite before the battle. Right? And he was late. Yeah. When a week passed and no word of Samuel with the... the with, oh, I was just guessing that. I didn't yeah, realize no, that. No, he was late. Yeah. <laughs> No, Samuel was late. Uh, uh, and there well, was no fair wor- enough. I'd be fucked off if I was Yahweh, to be fair. Yeah. And, like, well, no, it wasn't, late. no, no, it's not even Samuel. So he's not angry at Samuel. Samuel's a prophet. Samuel's fine. Oh, okay. It's Saul. Saul and the Israelites are getting anxious, right? Mm-hmm. And so Saul prepares to offer the sacrifices on his own. And when Samuel arrives, just as Saul's finishing the sacrifices and reprimands Saul for not obeying his instructions. He's like, dude, I was on my way. I told yeah. you I was going to be here. And he's like, mm, but like, if you, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like God did didn't manage the situation that well yeah by the sounds of it well it's just like i don't know it's, it sounds like saul just was like really impatient he's just like i just mm. want to get these sacrifices done well yeah but if it's like for a battle like yeah. the enemy's encroaching stuff maybe, maybe you'd be yeah. like oh i gotta gotta get this done we're on a deadline here mm. uh, why, why was samuel late did he have an excuse say, probably get lost yeah, yeah got lost I got, got drunk yeah he's got he's <laughs> i'm, I'm kind ass. of on Saul's side here yeah yeah <laughs> exactly you know it's like hey i'm a king i got lots of things to deal with i can't be waiting around for you to show up and sacrifice yeah. these animals i gotta do some things myself sometimes he took the initiative, I think. So several years after this victory with the, against the Philistines, uh, Samuel instructs Saul to make war against the Amalekite, Amalekites uh-huh. and utterly destroy them. Quote, oh, utterly destroy them. That's what God wants. <laughs> Including all their livestock and fulfillment with a mandate set out. And, this and by Bible. livestock, you mean wives and children, right? <laughs> no, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so here's what it says in the Bible. It says, he says, God is giving you this land as an inheritance to possess. And he says, quote, you shall blot out the remembrance of the Amalite, Amalite, Amalite. Anyways, from under heaven, uh, do not forget. So he's like, you, he's like, I want you to destroy them completely. So having God yeah. wants you to do some genocide. It's yeah, not exactly. me. It's God. Just do it. So Saul goes to the war and defeats the Amalekites. Uh, mm-hmm. Saul kills all the men, women, and children. Pretty good start. God wants you to do war crimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he kills all the poor quality livestock, but leaves alive the king <laughs> because, yeah, the king is definitely the guy who deserves to live. Yeah. <laughs> and the best livestock. I find that infuriating. Like, we killed all the people, but not the king. Yeah. That's just more privilege for him. We just sent him on his way with some chests of gold and whatever. But he, he, he leaves the king alive in the best livestock. So when Samuel learns that Saul has not obeyed the instructions to the full and tries, justify, and tries to justify it by using the livestock perform animal sacrifices <laughs> in a self-righteous manner i think that's pretty clever yeah he, he found a loophole yeah he's like look I, i'll tell you what we'll, we'll use these for sacrifices and maybe it'll be okay but <laughs> but that didn't work out so the prophet samuel informs saul that God has rejected him as the king. By Samuel turns to go, Saul seizes his garment and tears off a piece. Samuel prophesizes that the kingdom will likely will likewise be torn from Saul. Mm-hmm. Samuel then kills the Amicalite king himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I guess Saul and the king were just hanging out, just having a good chuckle. It's like, oh, you really got me this time, Saul. You killed all my people. Oh, well. I'll get you next time. <laughs> Anyways. I'm still better looking than you. Yeah. And then Samuel's just like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Die. 
Oh, you killed my drinking buddy. He <laughs> was my king pal. There's not a lot of kings around here that I can hang out with. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I just... I don't understand why so many people think that this is a good document to get your morality <laughs> from. It's so reprehensible. It is. It, you, you are like, what? Why, why all this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You can see why people... But you can see why people use it to do some pretty fucked up shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like this this section of parent especially, because there's some really messed up things happened in this. And, mm. and people are just like... Yeah, David. He was great. Anyway. <laughs> and like, Once in Royal David City is like one of the best Christmas carols, I think. What? You not... What is it? Once in Royal David City. I've never even heard of this. What? Okay, well, this is out of copyright for sure, so I'm going to sing it to you. Okay, it's well, a Christmas it carol. Uh, what? <laughs> Why? I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Like, once in Royal David City stood alone. Have you never heard that? No. You you were raised in America where they're religious. <laughs> yeah, we're not. This, but yeah, we got you know rocking What's around the Christmas favorite? tree. <laughs> Grandma got we run over We serve our god, capitalism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, Christmas carols are the best. Like they're not Christmas songs. They're they're just the ones you sing in church. Oh, see, well, yeah, I'm not. Did you not go to church at Christmas? I did, yeah, but we didn't really have singing there. What? Church- yeah, that's the nice. only reason to go. What's <laughs> with you with singing? Oh You're my just, god, like, any I love singing. Sing. <laughs> singing is so good for you. It's basically like legitimized shouting. Yeah, you said you gave me you gave me this feel already, but I just <laughs> <laughs> you've given me your singing propaganda. Oh my god, when. <laughs> when in David City, yeah, I get it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's when, when, when the lockdowns over, like when, when coronavirus isn't a problem anymore. I don't know if that's going to be this Christmas or next Christmas or ten years time. Whatever. I'm going to take you to church at Christmas time, and we're going to sing some Christmas carols. Well, I do not want to do that. <laughs> it's a date. Uh, it's happening. <laughs> I don't. Uh, anyways, why don't you go just join a sea shanty group, huh? <laughs> sure. Oh, this is why you hate singing. You associate yeah, it with the. No, this is why I hate. The like enemies. Group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are our mortal enemies at the open mic. <laughs> it just makes Anyways. no sense because we're nowhere near the sea. It 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 makes no sense on a we're nowhere near ways. when sea shanties were made. It's well dumb. that's a... Yeah. Anyways. So <laughs> we've got a bit off topic here, I'm sorry. I feel like right. this is my fault. It's, it, it is your fault. So okay, so We're not even at David being alive yet. This is all no, just we're, we're at David origin being alive. Story. We haven't gotten to hit we're about to get to this. Get okay. to David, okay? I'm cool. just setting it up where David lives, okay? Right. So David lives under the, the rule of King Saul. Saul has fallen out of God's favor. Samuel is then commanded by God to anoint uh, a shepherd named David to be king instead. Oh. So what but he was the grandson of some great grandson of some big deal. How is he just a, a, like a humble shepherd at this point? I don't know. He's I mean well he's probably just like a shepherd of his father's flocks and it's like his dad's really oh, rich okay. and he just watched you know he tends his flocks and whatever. Right. Within the Bible they're like oh I'm a humble shepherd boy and I'm poor mm-hmm. but then there are other accounts like, like I own all the sheep farms. Yeah. And I historic- still identify as a shepherd. Yeah the historical accounts seem to be like he actually was fairly well off and right so, okay this is this is again like he comes from reputation you know, laundering where yeah, it's like exactly. oh oh it's oh my god it's like jeff bezos amazon nearly went bust but then he picked it up by its bootstraps and now he's the biggest billionaire it's like his parents gave him two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something yeah, to yeah, like exactly. save uh, it's like it's like that 
Yeah. It's like, I'm just a regular guy. If yeah. I can do it, anyone can. The he's like salt Tory of the mentality. earth. You know, yeah. he's just, he came from humble beginnings. Just like you, you you could be king someday. Hey, good, <laughs> maybe you'd be king. You don't want to tear down the monarchy because someday that could be you, the monarchy. Exactly. <laughs> so after God made an evil spirit torment Saul. So what? God's, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Back up, back up, back up. Back, yeah, sorry, sorry. I realized I jumped into that with both feet. I should have just uh, eased this in. You thought uh, you'd get that past me as well. You thought I wasn't paying attention. I don't think you are, but... So what happens is, so Samuel says David's going to be the new king. Or, uh-huh. I don't know how this is anointed because David seems to be completely unaware of it for the entire <laughs> of the story until he becomes king. Sa- Samuel just comes and like wipes some oil on his head while he's asleep. He's like, yeah, Samuel just comes by to him when he's in the field one day. And he's like, you got the goods, kid. And he's like, what? And then just waters off. And you're like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> so I guess in, because God is angry at Saul, mm-hmm. the king Saul, he, he sends an evil ser- spirit to torment him right See, god is just so fucking petty <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like yeah saul's mortal i don't know what else are you gonna do to a guy <laughs> yeah oh my god if you think that's bad wait till you hear about job yeah well i'm gonna get to job one of these days <laughs> but yeah i mean i don't know it's so dumb it's so it's like god is angry at saul right so uh-huh. he's like, I don't know, I'll send a demon to torment. Just like, just kill Saul. Yeah. Just kill Saul. <laughs> You're God. Just kill him. If you don't like him, kill him. There's no <laughs> questions. It's just like, well, if this but, is a but what if I psychologically torment him instead? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of trouble to go to, to for <laughs> one mortal. I don't, could, could you not? Could you not fix bigger problems, God? You got yeah, a lot I mean, of power. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I really just want to mess with this guy. I mean, it seems like he's keeping the whole universe spinning, and it's just like, and also I'm fucking with this one, dude. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why there's so much suffering in the world. Maybe it's just like God is really focused on one person at a time. Yeah, and, and we're gonna f- <laughs> like in in thousands of years' time, someone's gonna be making a similar podcast about that guy, and it's probably you, Matthew. <laughs> oh, is it me? What did I do? <laughs> I do feel tormented by a demon. <laughs> exactly, but it, it it it's the baby, right? It's, you made the demon. <laughs> no, no, he's a little sweet boy. He's, he's a sweet little sweet boy. <laughs> little. <laughs> well, little's a, relative to. My I don't know Jupiter. you i guess <laughs> so sorry he is a lovely little sweet boy so because saul is tormented by the spirit his servants recommend that he send for a man skilled at playing the liar <laughs> uh, this... <laughs> the liar never a... listen to your servants <laughs> <laughs> exactly that is a bad cure if you're if you're tormented by a demon demon you need a therapist not a liar <laughs> but i don't know yeah what you need is you need like a you know yeah just gentle string music in i the mean background. yeah what he needs is to be singing some hymns <laughs> yeah um yeah see i mean i guess this is the thing like presumably there's some like spirit constantly around saul that no one else can see that's always just like shrieking and like <laughs> breaking i don't even know i don't know it's don't like what... that music that they play outside shops to deter young people that only it's like a high frequency so only younger people can hear it yeah yeah maybe that's it and so it's like you know what (laughs) we can't get rid of the evil spirit but what if we added gentle background music to it (laughs) would this help I don't know. I don't really. I, I can see their thinking there. Yeah, I guess so. So one servant proposes David, who the servant describes as, quote, skillful in playing a man of valor, a warrior. I don't know where they're getting that because he's a shepherd. Uh, <laughs> prudent in speech and a man of good presence. Is and the this... Lord is with him. So, but he can also play the liar. Yeah, he plays the liar. Right. Yeah. So is this so where the secret chord came from? What? The secret yeah. chord. Yeah, the David played in the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. We get it. We, we get it. You like Leonard Cohen. You're cool. <laughs> 
All right. So David enters Saul's service as one of the royal armor bearers and plays the lyre to soothe the king. So David first gained notoriety as a musician, but then later as the killer of Goliath. So let's get into this story. It's like a classic rock star's tale. Yeah. I was killing it on the lyre, then I killed a guy. Yeah. So Saul and the Israelites are fighting the Philistines in the Valley of Elah. Okay. And so the armies are stalemated because they're each on either side of this valley, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think, as I, as I understand it, the Philistines came from the sea, and the Israelites were up in the mountains. They were sea and, shanty people. Yeah, oh, fucking sea shanty people. That makes <laughs> sense, because, like, them, you know, the whole thing about Philistines is they, they have no culture, right? So, exactly, yeah. Just like culturally. the sea shanty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is going to sound, when we eventually do get listeners, this is going to sound really arbitrary, arbitrarily like we hate sea shanty people. All right, here's why we hate sea shanty people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not arbitrary. When we first started the open mic we did it at this this pub that for some reason was big on like folk music like monday nights there was a harp group or something there but they were like oh we don't have anything scheduled on thursday so you can do the open mic here on thursdays and we were like great and so we did the open mic for like a week a week or two and then one day some people showed up and they were just like oh is this where the sea shanties are and we were like no (laughs) (laughs) and we were like we're pretty sure the sea shanty where the place where the sea shanties are were the spanish main in the 1860s you know it's like so like no there's no sea shanties here what are you talking about and it turns out that there was an unorganized sea shanty group that came once a month that didn't tell the bar i guess they just kind of showed up and would do sea shanties which i guess nobody questioned why ever these people anyway so and then these people came and they were wanting to do sea shanties and we were like no no there's a comedy open mic here we're about to do a comedy open mic uh-huh. and they were like oh okay and then they went outside and they stood outside the window which was next to the stage <laughs> and they just sat there they stood there outside the bar so not this even... is the people who had come to listen to the sea shanties the sea shanty people yeah they didn't even like sit and watch the comedy or even mm-hmm. sit in the bar somewhere else and not watch the comedy and enjoy a beer the in the warm the bar Mm-hmm. of the bar they stood in the cold outside the window until we were done and then as soon as we were done they they stormed and they did the sea shanty and then the bar owner was like hey the sea shanty people contacted me and they wondered if once a month they could do the sea shanties and i said no because we're doing a weekly open mic and it's important for us to be because again it's the ritual and the practice of it yeah we need to be doing this and it's week. also like if people know that it's there every week then they'll know exactly when to go whereas you know if you have something irregular or for example put on two comedy nights in the same pub and they're run by different people that confuses people and no one shows up yeah i guess so (laughs) yeah so we were like but what they what we can do is once a month we'll cut our short so we'll do we'll be there at eight and then by nine the sea shanty people can come in and it was like fine and so that was fine and then they were so once a month we had the sea shanty people like breathing down our necks and being it was a real surf it. and turf war yeah it was will. thank you yeah, good job i thought of they, that just now that's good no i sure i've been sitting on that for years now <laughs> yeah it was a turf war we if we accidentally got up to nine o'clock and lost track of time they would go to the bartender and the bartender would come to me and say you know hey this, they never interacted with me directly which was also very annoying passive aggressive <laughs> yeah it was so passive aggressive and so yeah and and they were just jerks and then they stopped coming sometimes they just wouldn't show up right and so we were like oh okay no i guess we'll tonight. do some more comedy we'll now do some more comedy now yeah and so or like yeah and then when they did show up again we were like well fuck you you haven't been showing up so we <laughs> stopped <laughs> yeah building our schedule around people who weren't there who weren't there it was so annoying anyways yeah if you sing sea shanty i don't know no. so sea shanties <laughs> got big on tiktok or something over the, yeah. over the quarantine 
And I was like, oh, please Fuck don't. Fuck these guys. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I was like, no, I don't. It was so triggering. Uh, and I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the funniest thing about this tea shanty, which I was like, what? who would keep this art form going? Because like, except for the Decemberists in the early aughts, who was doing new sea shanties? Like nobody. <laughs> so you have all these sea shanties from like hundreds of years ago, which I imagine are pretty horrible. Yeah. But then the sea shanty group was like anti-shanty, which was like, that's right. a great name for like a punk sea shanty group. Um, <laughs> wh- or or which were like trying to like make them ta- more politically correct yeah they were trying to take the sexism and the racism out of them and i was just like then why but are that, we here there's nothing left there's like, what's left right singing about mermaids that sounds pretty sexist probably too yeah anyways so yeah and then there was one called she shanty which was oh, feminist nice. sea shanties and i was just like who needed this who also needed- that's that's just very unfair on it, like people who have trouble like pronouncing things it's hard to say <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to say for if you have any, if you can talk any any level of pronunciation, like whether you have a speech impediment or not, mm. it's that's just hard to say. Yeah, she can't, she shan't, she shanty. It's terrible. <laughs> this is great content though. Anyway, <laughs> you so just that's tried why to we... say she shanties sing sea shanties. Anyways, a so there. this is why we hate she shanties, and therefore the, why mm. David was probably a dickhead, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Getting I don't remember track. how to get this. Anyway, <laughs> so the Philistines were coming up from the sea. That was it. The Philistines. Yeah. Right, yeah. So they're not the, cultured because they do see shanties. Got yeah, you. exactly. Okay. The Israelites up in the mountains, they meet at the Valley of Ella, but the problem is if either of them goes to attack the other one, they have to go down into the valley and then up the other side, which makes them extremely vulnerable. Is this what, was this the Valley of Death? You know, like in the Psalms, he's like, even though I walk through the Valley of Death, hmm. he mentions that. Could it be that? No, I don't think so. Oh. I'm I just trying just, to sound like I know what I'm talking about and then I, I'm I think failing. that's just, it's just a metaphor. <laughs> Or for yeah you know. i know but maybe it was <laughs> whatever anyways <laughs> so what happens is they're 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 stalemated there for a long time they're both on they're both on opposite ridges just staring at each other not knowing what to do and twice a day for 40 days always more, 40 days it always was 40 days these guys <laughs> if you didn't do something for 40 days in the bible you didn't do it <laughs> you didn't do it right yeah <laughs> it, so every twice a day for 40 days morning and evening goliath the champion of the philistines comes out between the lines and challenges the israelites to send out a champion of their own to decide the outcome in single combat now single combat mm-hmm. is this tradition in ancient warfare where instead of sending whole armies against each other you send one champion which from a utilitarian perspective is is a better idea because yeah. it results in much less death yeah yeah one would hope you know <laughs> that yeah people will be able to do it this way and then and hey here's what i'm saying you want to send people out in single combat send out the kings maybe get yeah. a less wars that way too fight so, yeah, your so own you- damn wars exactly yeah. yeah you push a few generals out to the front line all of a sudden mm. much fewer wars so yeah he's, he's challenges the israelis uh goliath is referred to in manuscripts as four cubits and a span which is six feet nine inches tall <laughs> or 2.06 meters for those i like that as a way of describing someone being tall. i feel like you should describe tavish as four cubits <laughs> and a span he's cubits he's about half a cubit now i guess and uh <laughs> yeah i that's uh yeah I, I don't know yeah i was like well what is this in furlongs what is it in leagues i, got this in, I don't know there's just like all these weird measurements i just and, i like ne- next time you walk past someone who exclaims that tavish is large i just hope they go well that kid's four cubits in a span <laughs> 
You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this kid, this guy's six foot nine. He's huge. Mm-hmm. Even by today's standards, he's big. But by but in, standards, in those times, it's like, yeah, people were generally smaller. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so David, so according to the Bible, and I don't fully understand this because according to other things, David's already in Saul's service, so he would probably be there. Right. right. Oh, wait, are you saying that this account is inconsistent yeah, yeah, yeah. within itself? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I, I don't think I believe you. I, yeah. I know that the Bible is very accurate. So, <laughs> listen. Everything's been checked and double checked, so it's all pretty solid. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. It all came from God, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I should also say that Saul is afraid, and all the Israelites are afraid. They're all afraid to face Goliath. But according to the Bible, David is sent by his father to bring provisions to his brothers who are serving in Saul's army. And he looks at Goliath, and he's like, "Oh, I, I can, can take him. This. I can take him." <laughs> and they're like, "You're a boy," and he's like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm fine." And he's like, "But really, you're a little kid." And he's like, "No, no. Here's what I do. I protect my." father's sheep from lions and tigers and bears yeah and so i can defeat goliath i I, i'm skilled at this i can i can stop him and they're like (laughs) whatever kid i don't know why because also if like this is single combat and this is going to determine who wins the battle Mm -hmm. if a little kid comes up and says like i'm going to do it why would you let the little kid go and do this right yeah presumably this is deciding the battle yeah right and not only is a kid going to die but also we're going to lose the battle yeah Uh, yeah it's like we couldn't find one guy that we could force to go out there and do this so david says he can defeat goliath uh saul gives him a bunch of armor david refuses it and instead he goes to the river and he picks up five smooth stones david goes down into the valley and he confronts goliath and the philistine curses him what kind of curses well i don't know it doesn't really say explicitly yeah is it like if you kill me you'll end up killing thousands more people yeah it's a slippery slope dude Oh, yeah. So David just goes down. He has a sling and he has his shepherd's crook, right? Okay. And the sling is not a slingshot. It's not a slingshot. So a sling is two long leather straps with like a little pouch mm-hmm. in between it. So it's a pouch with two str- two long straps attached. Uh-huh. And what it is is you put a rock in the pouch and then you swing it around. Oh, and then okay. when you release it, it's going like several hundred miles an hour. Actually, okay. I was listening to this TED Talk by Malcolm Gladwell uh, about the David and Goliath story. And he was saying that like like he, he actually like examined like the velocity that you would reach with a sling <laughs> and he's like oh the the rocks in this area are of a particular density they're denser than w- normal rocks oh wow so he said like if you hit somebody with a sling as spoiler david kills goliath right so <laughs> if you were to hit somebody with a rock thrown with the sling it's a very accurate and deadly weapon in in, in combat and a lot of mm-hmm. people think of it as like a slingshot like a child's toy right which is not what it is it's like yeah. this is a very accurate and deadly weapon and it has the stopping power of like a 45 caliber bullet wow so it is it is an incredibly deadly and can be an accurate in, in a skilled hand which david is mm. it can be a uh, a very deadly weapon yeah so david comes down with his his shepherd staff and his sling and his five rocks and goliath says am i a dog that you come in with me with sticks and <laughs> <laughs> which is great because like if a dog wanted to kill you you probably wouldn't be able to just throw a stick and it would be like oh a stick <laughs> yeah and it says the philistine cursed david by his gods come here he said and i will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the fields so you know goliath is standing there david not far away he pretty throws... sick trash talk to be fair it is pretty great yeah he puts the rock in the sling he flings it at goliath he hits him between the eyes goliath collapses either dead or stunned mm-hmm. david goes over to his body takes goliath's own sword and cuts his head off nice 
Have How you seen old is the... he meant to be at this point? Ten? I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> He's really young. He's meant to be very young at this point. Oh, my God. I don't think it says uh, exactly how old he is. Okay. Well, then, to be fair, anything that follows from that... I feel like killing someone must be really traumatizing if you're mm-hmm. not already, like, hardened. Right. And so, like, that, like, cutting off a, a guy's head... It just, it just seems like he must be, from this point, very disturbed. And so... Like, I, I'm not defending anything that he does subsequently, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's very clear, you know, where that comes from. There yeah. is there is a lot of darkness there. Yeah, I suppose so. But, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> He's chosen by God. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I eat meat occasionally, uh-huh. but, like, when I have to chop up raw chicken, sometimes I have, like, bad dreams about it afterwards. Oh, God. <laughs> like, so, and, like, that's something that's already dead. I just... Yeah, I I feel like that kind of gruesome. Like if he if he killed him just with the sling, mm-hmm. that would be like a bit separated. But like cutting yeah. off someone's head, especially when you're ten, like right. that would have been a messy business. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose yeah. I mean yeah, I can yeah, I see that. Yeah, I can see why he yeah. You would say like this would be traumatizing, and he would mm. uh, from from then on be not a great guy. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the like the standards of traumatization of living in a thousand BC is yeah. compared to now. Because like I'll say, when Tavish's umbilical cord fell off, there was. <laughs> Uh, like he has a little, it's like the you know the umbilical cord just dries up and falls off, and it fell but off. But there's a little got... bit of flaky grossness around his belly button for a bit. Well, no, what, right. what happened is that he had like a little gauze on there, right? And and then it seemed fine, and then one day I was changing him, and like all of a sudden, like out of his belly button welled up a ton of blood and pus oh my god yeah and sometimes i still think about it and it really disturbs me and so yeah i was thinking about that the other day and i was just like i can't imagine like butchering somebody yeah like killing somebody because like that really upset me and i don't know yeah. if it was just because i was really traumatized because i didn't know if baby. that was it was my baby that was something wrong or if like so i don't know i guess <laughs> i don't know if, if i if i killed somebody i guess there's only one way to find out oh um, my god <laughs> and it's gonna be me <laughs> i just know it well not if you keep doing the podcast (laughs) oh my god (laughs) this is a help if anyone's listening which they're not this is the evidence oh god it's not a shame no one listens i don't even release these episodes No one can ever hear you. Oh my god. So, okay. So, having seen Goliath murdered, the Philistines run in fear. Uh, so, as pretentious as this next sentence is going to be, uh, I will say the Malcolm Gladwell TED Talk was very interesting. <laughs> so, he was talked about how, you know, the the story of David and Goliath and how we think of this as David is this great underdog and yeah. and Goliath is like this un- unbeatable thing and then people are like, oh, he came in and he, he defeated him. Mm. And his point is like actually no david is really skilled at what he does yeah and he fights everybody was like oh this will be hand-to-hand combat which goliath would probably beat anybody hitting yeah. in combat if you get close to him but david was like oh i'm not gonna get close to you i'm just gonna kill you from with this sling from afar mm-hmm. and you have to imagine all these realize like, i didn't really think of that <laughs> that was dumb could have just done that could have done, it, it from done this hill. months ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> We wasted 40 days listening to this guy talk shit. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's really dumb. And then the Philistines, you have to be... I, they, like, run in fear. I, I yeah. don't know, I guess because, like, well, this is what their 10-year-olds are doing. We're fucked. <laughs> but at the same time, you might be like, oh, well, he kind of cheated there. Well, yeah. <laughs> but he talks about how, yeah, like, David was very skilled at this. 
And the thing is, like, Goliath is potentially very limited. And there's been a lot of, like, scholarship or not scholarship, like, medical professionals kind of, like, looking into what... So, like, Goliath is really big, even for a size. Yeah. For the time. Especially mm-hmm. for the time. But they said that what he probably had was, from the from the biblical accounts, what they've decided is that he had some probably something called acromeglia. Right. And acromeglia is this, it's basically a disorder that causes excessive growth hormone, human growth hormone, uh, okay. to uh, go through the body. And so you continue to grow all through your life. And so people who are often giants, like the tallest man in the world, whose yeah. name escapes me. They have like a lot like, of medical problems. They have a ton of medical problems, right? You're very big. Your skin gets really thick. Your voice gets deeper. Your, you know, your, yeah. your brow becomes very uh, pronounced. Your teeth kind of start to separate just because it's just like your body's not meant to grow because all your, yeah uh it has no room to grow so it kind of starts to collapse on itself and then also i think you're it becomes difficult to do things like walk you start to lose feeling in like your feet because the impulse right. just can't get to your brain yeah um things like that so Crazy. they're saying like oh it's probably goliath had this right thing and one of the things that they say is, you know it causes bad eyesight because as the uh, as it pushes on the pituitary gland it also pushes on optic nerves and often yeah. people with this have bad eyesight and there's a line in the bible that said he was he was led into the valley by his shield bearer oh, okay. right so it's like he can't so he wasn't this like undefeatable yeah terrifying figure he was he was actually like quite vulnerable yeah he was extremely vulnerable and, and and basically yeah like and he he says like come here that i can destroy you or something like that because yeah. basically that was the only option he had was if somebody was right in front of him he could attack them and and hurt them because he yeah. just by his by virtue of his giant size you know mm-hmm. and also they say that you know because of the bad eyesight they say he says to david you know what do you come at me with sticks yeah and they're saying oh because he but he david only had one stick sling. yeah but he only had one stick uh so he probably had double vision which is another which is a, uh... one of the things so Goliath probably not that formidable of a foe in the end. Yeah. <laughs> but he looked really impressive from from when you're up on a hill, I guess. And when, when you're idea. ten, you know, you still you still killed a huge guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's impressive for a ten year old. But like, yeah. I, I guess for the Israeli, uh, the Israelis, the Israelites. <laughs> Up on the hill, he looks very impressive because he's yeah, a giant they guy. they can't see everything that's wrong with him from that far away. Yeah, yeah. And he's covered in this armor and he's got these the swords and stuff. Another thing is that according to Second Samuel, mm-hmm. Goliath was killed by a different guy. What? <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Uh, yeah. So um, Second Samuel verses 21 through 19. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Do you mean... Right. 2 Samuel 19, 21 or something. Something like that. I don't know. Some, somewhere in 2 Samuel. <laughs> uh, it tells how Goliath was killed by Ehanan, the son of Zizabethamite. I don't know. <laughs> Scholars believe that the original killer of Goliath was Elahan, and the later authors uh, changed the text to credit the victory to the more famous character of David. So, uh, so mm. you're saying even within the Bible, there are two conflicting accounts of something, <laughs> yeah. and therefore it's not a reliable history document interesting so some people justify this by saying that actually this other guy killed the brother of goliath <laughs> but of maybe course. not so it's dumb anyway yeah. so yeah so it's like this is the thing that david is credited with doing if he probably didn't mm-hmm. uh so but yeah so david killed goliath he becomes a celebrity he's he's a shit the whole army like rejoices the the war with the philistines are over they've which fled. my theory about him being all traumatized you know this is classic child star stuff now he's right. become a celebrity can't handle it age 10 yeah he's he's got no he's got no frame of reference for this he's <laughs> in, like yesterday he was in a field full of sheep today he's like the head of an army what so <laughs> 
But defeating Goliath marked the beginning of David's new life as a warrior. <laughs> I knew it. It's a slippery slope. You kill one guy and cut their head off. Yep. Yeah. They're like, That's we'll it. just go cut everybody's head off. Great. Yeah. Good job. Oh, actually, I meant to bring this up. So, you know the statue of David? Uh, the, the one with the Michelangelo. Yeah, the Michelangelo is David. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Number one, there's very fascinating information about, like, uh, this Are you trying article. to say that you did much more research for this than I did for no. any of my things? This isn't research about this. I completely forgot about this until this oh, now, okay. Uh, I just, I'm just very well educated. Um, very cultured, yeah. I have a wide breadth of knowledge. So, anyways, I was reading this article about uh, David, the statue of David, where it's just, like, the, the feet are very weak because it's not a really good piece of marble. <laughs> It turns out that it was kind of a, a poor quality piece of marble, and so... That's what he deserved. Yeah, it's like, it potentially, if it shifts even a little bit, uh, it'll just snap oh at the God. ankles and, and, and fall and shatter. So Would it make more sense to make a statue of Achilles then, am I right? Hey! Anyways, so... <laughs> but a lot of people comment on how small David's penis is. Uh-huh. Because if you, I don't know if you've ever seen the statue, but his yeah. his uh, penis is kind of small. Mm-hmm. And apparently, there is if you view it's if you view the statue from above. <laughs> I think I know what you're gonna say, but do do carry on. You don't know what I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's forced perspective. It's huge. No, it's, <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> no, it's if you view the statue. So the statue is the. Statue of David is David. He has the sling. He's totally naked. He has the sling on his shoulder and he's looking upward. And the idea is he is about to face Goliath in battle uh-huh. and he's looking up at Goliath. So if you look so at it. So why is he a... naked then? Oh, I think this I guess I it's know. like maybe it's symbolic of the fact he wasn't wearing any armor, but like he presumably yeah. was wearing clothes. Yeah. I mean, probably had a loincloth or some shit on. Yeah, well, because right. otherwise, like Goliath, like, oh, are you saying that the penis looks really small because you're meant to be Goliath and you have bad eyesight? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like if he was naked, then surely Goliath's trash talk would have referenced that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like who is this like bare ten year old? Like, well, there's not. Uh, I mean, all the trash talk isn't chronicled in the Bible. It just says oh, okay. like he cursed him, and then right. Like, yeah. I see. yeah, it's like expletive deleted. It's, it's like the Watergate <laughs> tape. So, <laughs> so no, what it is is if you if you look at it from above, you mm-hmm. can see that he is frightened. Oh. You can see that he has worry in his eyes, and that is why. He his penis is so small right course. because i don't know if you know this about penises <laughs> I don't, again this is definitely going to be a bit of mansplaining <laughs> but hey, when you i've probably seen more of them than you have to be fair no uh, well yeah okay how not? many have you seen like yours your sons and your dads i assume <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, did you go to did you go to a mixed high school or an all, all boys school you know i'm not gonna t- i don't want to yeah you're right. right i've probably seen more penises than you right i get it you get a lot of dick i get it all right so <laughs> no the, the th- yeah so the that thing qualifies is, why i am in fact a legend carry yeah, on yeah <laughs> indeed yeah when uh when men are scared adren- when adrenaline goes through the body it causes mm. the penis to, to retract as like a so that it doesn't get injured because yeah. it knows like so th- that's a fight response for the yeah. body it uh it anyways so yeah so that's why it, it's like that that's all <laughs> <laughs> i always thought that was a fun piece of i always thought that was a fun bit of yeah, uh yeah. Trivia about, yeah that is a good good bit of trivia i anyways. mean very
very weird that Michelangelo was thinking about what David's cock was doing when David was a 10-year-old boy in a fight with a giant, but... I think the David of the Statue of David is at least a, uh, a teenage man. boy? or oh, Yeah. <laughs> it's a young man. Well, let's say uh. the teenage is a, is a young man in, uh, in the statue. And, you know, I think that Michelangelo was very interested in what penises were doing because I think that was kind of his general... Um, <laughs> Are you, are you <laughs> contributing to the narrative that gay men are interested in younger boys? Because that is homophobic. No, no, no. I'm saying that no. I'm and I'm not saying specifically that, Michelangelo. <laughs> I'm saying he's a young man and okay. not a not a teenage boy. But like that, it. If you look at Michelangelo's artwork, it's clear that he is. It's not that Michelangelo was gay. That uh -huh. is a thing that is that is I think fairly well like thought of. Okay. Or you know like establishes like yeah, that guy mm. was probably gay or or somewhere on the queer and it doesn't matter anyway so <laughs> cut all this out so but uh if you i'm look enjoying at, this struggle <laughs> if you look at a lot of michelangelo's artwork it becomes clear that he isn't super interested in female anatomy because if you look at his female figures they look strangely like men with tits pasted on them they're like very <laughs> odd <laughs> yeah like you, you look at some of the women in some of the stuff in like the six, six, 16 chapel the Sistine chapel <laughs> if you look at stuff like the the sorry of... matthew the sexy teen chapel i knew <laughs> no, you were no. a rogan <laughs> oh my god all right well the podcast is all canceled now thanks, thanks everybody. <laughs> uh, by nobody we've canceled you <laughs> <laughs> No, the Sistine Chapel, you can, <laughs> like, his his depictions of women's forms are very weird. And you're like, what? What does he think a naked woman looks like? It's right, like, he's so he's it's like literally like one. he's never seen one. So, I don't know why. Right? Well, <laughs> so, is, is, our, is our trip, our Saint, Saint Misbehaving road trip around the world tour, it's going to take in Italy. Yeah. It was going to anyway because of St. Mark, wasn't it? Yeah, we're doing a live show in the Sistine Chapel, guys. Uh, look yes. for tickets on that. Look for tickets for that soon. So, <laughs> defeating Goliath marked David's beginning of his life as a warrior. Wherever Saul sent David, God went with him, and he was successful. The more successful David became, the more responsibility Saul gave him. Uh, but then, people started to see David as greater than Saul. Uh -oh. After the Israelites defeated the Philistines, women danced and sang, Saul has slain his thousands, David his tens of thousands, right? Right. Okay, so, this made Saul feel threatened by David. Mm -hmm. And as David's famous warrior grew, Saul feared him more and more. So it's, it's like basically at some point Saul's like, well, the only thing left for this guy is to be king and I'm yeah. the king. Mm -hmm. And funny thing about when you're king is you don't want anybody else to be king. <laughs> and sometimes you're a real dick about it. Yeah. Also, though, Saul's like, basically, he's created a monster. Right. It's like, it's a monster of his own creation. And presumably Saul knows for a fact that God is angry at him. And yeah. so <laughs> some of us only suspect it. Uh, but <laughs> Saul has some pretty solid evidence. Yeah. So David is is hanging around. He falls in love with Michal. Okay. So Saul's daughter, Michal, falls in love with David, and they tell Saul about it. And he says... Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. that be a way to, you know, if, if he becomes the next in line, then he maybe that will make him feel less threatened. Maybe, but that's not what Saul thinks. Oh. But Saul is pleased to hear that so they are... So he can are... be happy for his daughter, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. He's like, oh, you know what? I was angry at you before, but my daughter loves you, so you know what? You're all right in my book. <laughs> now, Saul is pleased about it. He says, I will give him... I will give her to him so that she may snare him and so uh so that she will snare him basically okay. in this trap so what he says is he says he's, he orders his attendants to speak to david privately and say look the king likes you his attendants all love you now become his son-in-law but mm -hmm. david did not think that he become could become the king's son-in-law because he was so poor oh. possibly or whatever 
not <laughs> or not you know yeah maybe he's not poor but he's like you know i'm not royal i can't be king of the son-in-law and so the saul's saul's servants told him that and saul said king wants no other price for his bride than a hundred philistine foreskins to take revenge uh. on his enemies <laughs> right what a fucking weird like poor michelle right yeah it's like for i mean you know it's a horrible system anyway this whole dowry thing but like be like oh this is what my daughter's worth to me a pile of foreskins right well he's like i don't want material wealth i want revenge on my enemies right sure but i mean the the material itself is disgusting it's disgusting yeah it's it is also a weird thing because you could just be like um bring me like kill 100 philistines or whatever like i don't know i guess it's like yeah or like you know they're scalps that'd be a slightly more normal <laughs> thing to bring like i don't know that i mean be more horrible it's all gross. I, I think i saw where there were accounts where it was like just 100 philistine heads but in the bible okay. it's foreskins i mean and, to be fair foreskins are a lot lighter than heads are really fucking heavy it is yeah i mean it's just like i don't need the whole it's like just bring me i don't know bring me a toe bring me a hundred philistine toes actually but see, then, then, you then you'd cheat. only have to kill 10 <laughs> yeah that's right or he could or even like i mean generously he could only he only had to kill 50 like bring me the big toe you kill uh, 50 okay. and you get two big toes so yeah i guess it's it's really like you know one force but then again it's just like why can't i just bring you some strips of skin and how do you know it's foreskin mm. it's a whole thing and also like so not only do you have to kill these guys you got to go butcher their dicks yeah <laughs> it's like it is <laughs> The whole thing is just very questionable. It's like, why do you mm. want this? Uh, the <laughs> I whole thing is, have a craft project that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I was like? You know, I bet, you know, I bet foreskin uh, is really soft. So I want some like shoes made out of foreskin leather. So that'd be really I'm nice. a king. That's just, you know, that's what I deserve. That's what I want. Ugh, gross. Yeah, it's gross. Actually, I was like, I had an idea the other day. I was like, I wonder if you could make a, you know how bees, like big bumblebees are really furry. I was like, I wonder if mm. you could make a bee skin coat out of like a thousand you're a bad vegetarian (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna eat a bee i'm not gonna wear a bee skin coat i'm just asking i wondered if it could be done but anyways so david so the whole point of this is saul's like i'll send him after the philistines i'll make him get these foreskins Mm this will definitely get him killed right right so if i just ask for this he'll die and then i don't have to worry about him so when the attendants told david these things he was like oh cool this is easy enough i'll do this (laughs) this is great he's like this is awesome i'll just be the king son of law yeah i'll just go to so and so before the time a lot of time elapsed david took his men with him and went out and killed 200 philistines and brought back their foreskins (laughs) wow going Uh, above and beyond the extra mile yeah they counted out the full number to the king so So this is also like i'm bringing so i brought this big sack of foreskins to you (laughs) i'm just gonna drop this right in front of your your throne and i'm just gonna spread them out on the floor here we're just gonna count them out like pennies Ugh. Jesus! And he, it's like it's too bad they didn't have like a coin star, but for foreskins, like foreskin star, <laughs> they could put all the foreskins in and count them for you. Mm. It's pretty gross. Yeah, it's this is one of the word. This is one of the grosser. Did episodes. he wash them, or were they all like covered in blood? I'm guessing they didn't get washed all that well. So he <laughs> basically me, just made a mess let, in the throne room. Let me ask. Let me answer your question with another question. <laughs> <laughs> what level of washing would make foreskins not totally gross, especially in a massive sack of them? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I guess just get the blood off. Yeah, that's something, I guess. You know, so, if you're going to make shoes out of them anyway, got to clean know, what them first. I, it was like, what are you going to do with them? That's my business. You don't worry about that. You just <laughs> oh get them. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, I think he's going to eat them. He's oh, my God. I was about to suggest that, but it was too gross, so <laughs> I didn't. Too, really? Yeah, anyways. So Saul had to relent, and he gave his daughter's hand in marriage. <laughs> so... 
Uh, well, Which... I gotta hand it to you. You did get those foreskins. I didn't yeah, think and... you'd do it, but you got double. Even if, you, if you're Michelle, then like that, that has to be a little weird. Worrying. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's just oh well, you're definitely good enough for my daughter because you killed double the number of people I asked you, and that's a totally normal thing to do. I mean, if you're that woman, is that flattering to you? <laughs> There are 200 red flags. And yeah. by red flags, I mean bloody foreskins. Bloody foreskins. <laughs> yeah. Because at some point, like, after he's like, just 100. And then you brought back 200. And like, I don't think this was about me at all. I don't think this is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about this. It's like science lambs. He's making, like, a human suit out of them. <laughs> it's going to be her wedding dress. Her veil oh. is going to be made of foreskins. Cool. Right, that actually nauseated me. Now I'm nauseous. <laughs> well, you're the one that brought up silence. Hey, you're you're the one that chose this story to begin with. If you if you're gonna play with fire, you're gonna get burnt. And if you hey, wanna you play with foreskins, you're gonna get grossed out. <laughs> Speaking of things made out of weird, gross, small things, remember that ship made out of toenails? <laughs> <laughs> And the oh, Ragnarok episode. We, we didn't know how good we had it back yeah. then. <laughs> so here's what, would you rather sail on a ship made out of four Oh <laughs> no, or get married in a veil made of Toenails. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, if you're anyway. listening, Matthew, and all our other listeners, Matthew, <laughs> vote in our poll. Yeah. Oh my God, we should totally do that on the QED Twitter. Yeah, well, no, that would that would be too weird. People would be like, are you guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah, get a maybe bunch of not that. the I best think... advertisement for. Hey, uh... hey, Matt, I think your Twitter got hacked. <laughs> be like, oh shit, yeah, totally. We gotta change all our security settings. It definitely wasn't us. You ever had somebody's like post something so weird? You send them a message like, hey, I think your your account got hacked, and they're like, I no, I did that. I saw actually <laughs> yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if we should name them, but a comedian posted an anti-vax like anti-coronavirus vaccination post, but uh-huh. then they deleted it afterwards. So mm. I guess they probably got like so much shit for it. But yeah, it was really dumb. It was like this whole rant and then it was like copy and paste it from a friend. And it's like, I was going to go on and be like, copy and paste it from a friend. That sums it up, doesn't it? Because you have not put any thought into this at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but maybe she thought better of it. Anyway, it's hard to, sorry. Somebody posted something about like, that was like this weird anti-vaxxer thing, but I thought they were posting it like, but they also posted it with like the smiling face emoji and then the gun to the head emoji. Oh, okay. And then I was just like, so are you posting this because you think it's stupid or are you yeah. posting it because you think vaccines are stupid? I couldn't really yeah. understand what they were doing, yeah. what their point was. And I was like, I'm just going to scroll past this. <laughs> yeah, it's probably anyway. for the best. So, so Saul... we were talking about full skins. Right, we're, we're not with that. <laughs> so they get married. So now, Saul, David is Saul's son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And Saul realized the Lord is with David and he became even more afraid of him and remained with him for the rest of his days. Uh, so Saul plots his death, uh, but Saul's son, Jonathan, who loves David. Bro-in-law. Yeah, he likes David more than his dad, I guess. Uh, right. Warns him of his father's scheme and David flees. Oh. He flees to a bunch of places that, I mean, there was like just a whole litany of places he fled to that were just <laughs> a bunch of names that I was going to fucking mispronounce anyways and they didn't really matter. So. <laughs> skip him. Can I just they, say it's interesting that you know you've earlier you complained about your father-in-law it's like mm-hmm. but but at least he hasn't as far as i know tried to kill you no well i don't know he's a bad driver but uh, yeah. 
right. But yeah. then he would. But if he's a bad driver, then if he killed you, he'd be you know taking you with him. Yeah, it might be worth it to him. We'll see. <laughs> but anyways, so he just flees all over the place. Eventually, while returning from battle with the Philistines, Saul heads to Ian Gied Gedi. See, this is this. I, yeah. I only saved one name place and I fucked it up. Uh, <laughs> Saul heads to En Gedi in pursuit. Wait, of... is that Armageddon? Uh, no, no, what? no. <laughs> oh no, that's Megiddo. Sorry. Yeah. Um, just sounded kind of similar. Maybe. You uh, so you but... pronounced it so badly. I thought you were talking about Megiddo. There you go. All right. <laughs> in Megiddo, there's Mama Cron. <laughs> so now he's always singing. <laughs> So he's returning from battle. So he's like, I got done with this battle. Now to get back to my real passion, tracking down David and murdering him. So <laughs> he's in pursuit of David. So he enters a cave where it happens that David and his supporters are hiding. Oh, to, quote, that was attend- a lucky. I mean, there are a lot of caves, right? So that know, was a right? real lucky guess. Yeah. But he, well, he's not trying to find David. He stops in this cave to, quote, attend to his needs. Oh, so he goes in there for a crafty wank. Yeah, cave <laughs> secret cave wank. Uh, no, <laughs> I think it means he's in there peeing, right? Oh, uh, okay. Which you know, you're the king. You don't want everybody to see you pee. Yeah. So David realizes this is an opportunity to kill Saul, mm-hmm. but that's not his intention. And what he does is he secretly cuts off a corner of Saul's robe. Okay, <laughs> he just wants him to look mind silly. games. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Saul's gonna find that and be like, oh, David was there. Yeah, no, no. So what happens is Saul comes out of the cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does he it... pee in the cave not realizing that David's there? Yeah, yeah. Right, I, okay. Here's this kind of a big cave. I don't know. It's a dark cave. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's uh, very, very <laughs> Here's weird. the thing. King Saul, King Saul is a shy pooper, okay? And so <laughs> he's like, I got to go in this cave. Nobody can see me. It has to be totally dark. <laughs> so uh, Saul comes out of the cave and he's like, okay, I'm done with that. We can go find David. And then David pops out of the cave behind him <laughs> with pee on his feet. I got your cloak. <laughs> yeah and he's like hey by the way i was in that cave the whole time i saw your penis nice by the way <laughs> just straight up compliment there just like good work man i just wanted to let you know i could have murdered you uh-huh. but instead i didn't and i can prove that i could have murdered you because i cut this piece off your clothes and you didn't even realize mm-hmm. yeah so hey let's yeah. so basically he's like look i don't want to kill you i like you i don't want <laughs> you know what i i love your daughter i like you let's let's just forget about this i have no ill will towards you i don't want to steal your throne yeah. I could have taken it right then, you know, but I don't want it. because yeah. we know of him as King David. <laughs> right, well. So yeah. I think he's lying. Well, I mean, he's not, he doesn't want to kill Saul for his throne. I right. think he's just like, I'm willing to just wait for you to die. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of very sweet. He's just like, hey, man, I'm totally willing to wait for you to just die of old age. It's fine <laughs> with me. Either way, I get, come, I get to become king. It's fine. Yeah. And, you know, I love murder. So the fact that I wouldn't murder you I know, and right? just wait. Like, that that's a big deal, man. I mean, you know how much I love murder? I mean, every time I put on a coat, I find some more foreskins in the pockets. It's insane. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's nuts. I just love murder so much. It's just crazy. So he says, you know, I have no malice for Saul. And so the two are reconciled, and Saul uh, recognizes David as his successor. So Saul's Aww. like, all right, you got me. I'm, uh, uh, also, thank you for that compliment about my penis. <laughs> That's the real reason I've forgiven you. Yeah. So uh, eventually Saul dies and David becomes king. Okay. And by all accounts, he's a pretty good king. As right. far as being uh, p- a king p- goes. Apart from genocide? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but not oh, genocide. But, but when, when you say by all accounts, you mean specifically, you know, he, he does a lot of genocide and that's what the people want. Yeah, exactly. And by the accounts, I mean the accounts of the uh, polished history that ended up in the Bible of people <laughs> yeah. trying to, you know, uh, burnish his reputation for. Yeah. Anyway. 
So he's a king, right? Great. Problem solved. Yeah. Okay. And they all lived murderously ever after. <laughs> Pretty much. So one night while walking along the roof of his palace, I guess just daring himself to jump. He's like, you fucking coward. You're not going to fucking do it. You just jump. I'm just going to jump. That'll show them all. <laughs> oh, he sees a lady. He sees a lady. So David sees a very beautiful woman bathing. He orders. This is also in the Leonard Cohen song. This is in the Leonard Cohen Yes, yes. <laughs> Again, you're so cool, Anna. My God. Hey, Anna, <laughs> name another Leonard Cohen song i do not know what okay then there we go i um, i only had the, the, the leonard cohen the hallelujah you know originally i had it in shrek so whatever in i'm shrek. not trying to say Oof. i'm cool it's in shrek my god that's <laughs> that's worse than the version than like no no, no uh, they didn't do a cover i think they just play it they just play it i was yeah. gonna say that's worse than i forget i think it's a cover but it's in Watchmen during like the most ridiculous sex scene like not <laughs> ridiculous in a fun way like ridiculous in like what the what the fuck dude but yeah <laughs> what is what are you even trying to accomplish here like it's so dumb <laughs> anyways so i'm so just i wasn't trying to be cool i was being self-deprecating because <laughs> i know i know it's my fine. main knowledge of theology doesn't in fact come from my degree it comes from like random gl- gl- glimpses of things in culture because yeah. i'm in fact an idiot yeah that was the vibe but carry on <laughs> i get it I don't know. <laughs> yeah i forgot about that leonard cohen's on actually uh until you mentioned it and i was like oh yeah i've just re-listened to that now that i've done all this david research yeah yeah, you should have. I also want to give a shout out to Kyle Baker, who wrote a graphic novel called King David, which I read years ago. It's, that's really good. And uh, and a lot of this information, I was like, we're doing the research, and I was like, wait, wasn't there something about foreskins? And I was like, and so then I had to Google <laughs> King David foreskin. Oh, God. Because it wasn't in the Wikipedia page for some reason. Um, and uh, yeah, so I had That to Wikipedia re- page was re- written by Christians, clearly. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> they like, kept trying to write foreskins, and they'd be like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he ordered. Uh, inquiries uh, to find out who she was and found out that she is Bathsheba. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can you can remember that she was the one bathing because her name because Bath is in her ba- name. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that's the same in Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, it's the same in both. Yeah, uh, that's why it's oh, called a bath. It's named. Yeah, after I was Bathsheba. about to say maybe that's why it's called a bath. That, I wonder if that's true. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, someday we'll find out when we do that. Amos the Haven on baths. The legend of baths. T- tune into our plumbing podcast. Plum misbehaving. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> that was the worst one yet. So it turns out that she's the wife of Uriah, who's one of King David's soldiers. He desires her and later made her pregnant. There's a big, <laughs> there's a lot of information in that and. <laughs> <laughs> He desires Just her. Just a side oh, okay. note. And, became, and she became pregnant. Wait, what happened there? His mind is so powerful that he can just desire someone and then suddenly they're pregnant. It's, yeah, that's how, that's how, that's it, is how it works. Um, also, it should be noted the text of the Bible uh, does not explicitly state whether Bathsheba consented to sex. Great. So, <laughs> Let's assume yeah. not. Yeah, I'm guessing probably not. Well, even if she said yes, like there's a huge power imbalance between yes. a lady taking a bath and the fucking king. Yeah. So she's pregnant in an effort to conceal his sin david summons uriah from the army where he was out on a campaign right so uriah's often often battle and david summons him in the hope that uriah would have sex with her and think that the child belonged to him <laughs> right wow yeah he's like shit oh, i fucked up all right wait here's what i'll do <laughs> i'll order him to have sex well that won't look suspicious at all no he's just like hey yeah uh, all right you've been doing such a great job hey why don't you have a couple days back home all right great job it, which must be weird for everybody i don't know just like does he get singled out or does everybody in mm. his like regiment get to come home you will get a sex holiday yeah time for that would have cover, covered his tracks better if he hadn't just summoned you right but like yeah the whole the whole regiment 
yeah, yeah. It doesn't really say. It just says that Ariah was... But Ariah was unwilling to violate the ancient kingdom rule applying to warriors in active service. So rather than go home to his own bed, he preferred to remain in the pal- with the palace troop. Oh. So his thing is like, oh no, I'm a soldier. I am still at war. My my the army's still at war. I can't mm-hmm. go home because this isn't over. Ugh. So he's I, basically... I like this guy. I mean, like, you know, war aside, like he's just trying to do right by the, the life he was given mm-hmm. and he was just doing his job. Yeah. He's honorable. Tra- he's like, I made promises that I'm yeah. I'm sure everybody else is. <laughs> After repeated efforts to convince Araya to have sex with Bathsheba. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Which God. I read that Again, and I'm like very suspicious. I want to see the comedic farce that is David trying <laughs> to get Ariah laid from his own wife. <laughs> we uh, we just, should write this screenplay or yeah, sitcom. I think this is this could be this is ripe with hilarity because I just why like, is no one made? I I mean I guess like you know Life of Brian covered a bit of it, but why has no one just done a sitcom of the Bible? The, the like the episode would almost write themselves you but yeah you don't have to have any ideas yeah well i mean maybe you, we should do that you've flown through characters quite a bit mm. i don't know yeah i guess it'd be more of a sketch show than a, than a sitcom yeah but yeah i mean it, it just i just love the idea that he's just like uh hey your wife looks uh pretty hot today huh and he's like, <laughs> why are you talking to me king like <laughs> this is so weird the king's always hanging out with me always talking about how hot my wife is and uh, <laughs> how i should probably go and have sex with her and he's always playing sexy music around me my, when i'm hanging out with my <laughs> wife it's weird after multiple efforts he the king gave the order to his general joab that uriah should be placed on the front lines of the battle where uriah was likely to die and that he should actually not only that he should be on the front lines is that when he is out fighting that joab should retreat the troops around him so basically leave him out on the front lines by himself so he'll just be killed oh my god also david had uriah carry that message that led to his death himself right so uriah is like hey i have this important message for my general can you just take it for me thanks yeah. <laughs> uh don't read it <laughs> you have to promise me you won't read it also promise me you'll fuck your wife <laughs> promise me well he doesn't promise have to me. at this point right he's just getting yeah. rid of him it's like yeah exactly it's like actually at this point don't bother <laughs> you had your chance you could have had one last night of passion now you're gonna die <laughs> just like Arya's like oh you want me to thoughts oh, it's a shame i was gonna cancel dateline with my wife and it's like well it's a little late now isn't it <laughs> why are you so angry king it doesn't matter just take the fucking message anyways so david is a real piece of shit oh he's a super piece of shit i mean he's a king what are you gonna do he's a fucking king guess what spoiler alert they're all fucking pieces of shit <laughs> um so after Arya is killed uh, david marries Bathsheba. so happy ending <laughs> wait but he was already married to the other lady yeah i guess he has multiple wives so why was it a pro- if you're gonna just do that just then don't yeah. kill the guy just shame him like at least he still gets a li- like if you're the king and you can do what you want why are you even panicking about people finding out you've impregnated this person i it, it a lot of it doesn't make sense uh None yeah it makes sense because so there's senseless. like so there's michael michael michelle 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 there's michelle and then there's reference to other wives that he had i think in between oh, great. Okay. Bathsheba. i think Bathsheba is his last wife but right and there's references to consorts and things like that so 
We'll get back to it. Um, So David's actions displease the Lord, so... Well, it's good to know the Lord has some standards then. (laughs) So the Lord was like, what? This is not why you're king. Come on, man. Get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who sent Nathan the prophet to reprove the king. So after relating the parable of the rich man who took away the one little ewe lamb of his poor neighbor... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and exciting. Any thing. ideas what this could be referring to, Dave? Hmm? Yeah. So yeah, it's like so the the story is he's like, oh, there was this rich man and he had this huge flock of sheep and he comes across this poor man with just one little you that he loves all with his with his little heart and he's, he's oh my god, you know. And then this he comes really and, hammers home what a piece of shit David is. And he steals fair. the the you and then and David's like, this man should be should be punished. Yeah. This this rich man is evil and he should be punished and he should be you know tenfold retribution. Yeah. And and and. Nathan's like, that's you. You're that guy. You're the rich man. That's what you did. Do you see what yeah. you did? This is what you, this is you. And David's like, oh. Oh, you got me. Wow. You know, when you put it in terms, I understand, like livestock, something I respect. <laughs> Unlike women. Yeah. I I get it now. Yeah. Oh, because he was a shepherd. Yeah. That is pretty smart, of Nathan. Yeah, there you go. He, he understands things in shepherding terms. It was so mm. annoying to have to talk to David because you always had to put things in sheep terms. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So do you uh, think when Saul was ordering the foreskins, he was like, you, you know, you know, the, 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 the sheep fleece around your penis. I want those. Yeah. He's I like, what, what's a she- foreskin? Uh, yeah. I need, yeah. I need you to shear the men. Okay. Then you, the, the man lambs. Do so you want their pubes? No, no, no. I want you to shear. Okay. This is complicated. I can see that this might not work in sheep terms. Wait, but, but some sheep have dicks. So yeah. maybe like. You think people like, are circumcising sheep? Well, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm. What I'm saying is David probably has was familiar with sheep penises. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. I mean, we all are, but you know. So like a sheep penis, but on a man. You understand, David? Yeah. So when he was put it in this, when he was put in this context of the story, he mm-hmm. uh, he confessed his sin and expressed his severe repent. But Nathan said that he would still be punished by God. And Bathsheba's but I first. I said I was sorry. <laughs> that you know, Uriah is still dead. <laughs> <laughs> um but oh well um but so Bathsheba's first child by david was struck by a severe illness and died oh uh, for fuck's sake god which that's god, not which... that's not how you punish someone by punishing their child and the woman that they've presumably captured yeah. it's it does feel like i'm i'm angry god's like i'm angry at you yeah but if i so i'm gonna you, hurt a baby you don't learn your lesson so i guess uh, i'll kill someone innocent <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stories that are like that that are like you need to learn a lesson so i guess this guy dies yeah <laughs> this, this tangential person like like no 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 just just cut out the middleman here i guess the mm-hmm. point is like god really wants you to learn a lesson why couldn't he just send an evil demon again yeah i guess I he'd know. already tried that that didn't work i don't know it's like i don't know, kill a baby <laughs> look <laughs> i have no choice here you've left me with no, no other <laughs> resort yeah, i'm just gonna have to kill a baby yeah. I, I don't want to do that. I feel like Yahweh just wanted to do that. It's like, I don't want to do this. This isn't me. This is you. You did this. I, I mean, didn't do this. Yes, you I did, did slay all the, the firstborn babies in Egypt. Okay, I've got precedent, but mm. I don't I don't love it. Right. I do love it a bit. I don't. I, I hate it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Ah, it's fun. It's good fun. You know what's great about killing a baby? It's so easy. It's like... <laughs> Especially when you're all powerful. Yeah. What and do I do? What? Shall I? Shall I drown it? Shall I send it a disease? Shall yeah. I? You know, do a. Well, I said drown. I was going to say do a flood, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. he's got so many options as as God. It's great. Yeah. And the thing about killing babies is like eating potato chips. You can't just stop at one. And as you know, we at QED Comedy Lab slash Saint Misbehaving slash Ain't Misbehaving. misbehaving yeah. We believe that killing babies is wrong. Yeah, we want to do it again. We are a very anti-murder podcast. <laughs> 
just having a bit of fun here, folks. Fun with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. So Nathan also did noted that David's house would be punished for Uriah's murder. So, so in the Talmud, David's mm-hmm. adultery with Bathsheba is interpreted as an opportunity to demonstrate the power of repentance, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the Talmud states that it was not adultery at all, quoting a Jewish practice of divorce what? on the eve of battle. So <laughs> I guess this practice is like, if you're about to go into battle, you can fuck whoever you want, man. I mean, <laughs> also, right, okay, hear me out. Is it adultery if she doesn't consent? Hmm. Mm, that's also a good point. It's not adultery, <laughs> just rape. This so might it's be different. a very one-sided affair. Where she was like, please stop. I don't, I don't know. Anyways. Oh, God. Listen. If you didn't want me to impregnate you, you shouldn't have had a bath. You were asking for You shouldn't have dressed like that. And by that, I mean naked just in in your bath. In your own house, yeah. (laughs) That I was spying on because I live in the tallest house in the the place. Because I'm the king. I live in a palace, you know. Look, if you didn't want the king to see you naked, you shouldn't have just had a bath in your own home. Yeah. (laughs) This is also great. I do not know what this this interpretation of David... I, I found this really funny, this Talmudic interpretation of the David story. But it says, furthermore, according to Talmud, sources the death of Uriah was not could not be considered murder on the basis that Uriah had committed a capital offense by refusing to obey a direct command from his king that command being of course go fuck his fuck wife. Your wife yeah oh my god wow <laughs> the king the king very up in your business about wanting you to fuck your wife well you're just gonna have to live with that <laughs> or not you've got to die with that yeah you deserve to die so, so weird yeah like just the whole like all of this is it, is really bad consent wise as well like oh well if your king says you have to have sex then you have to it's like what that's so messed up i don't think the state should have that much power over your sex life i'm just gonna say that it's just like then it implies that the king's just like uh you two have sex Uh, now you two have sex yeah Uh, now you two switch we're underage well it's tough i'm the king we're brother and sister i don't care i'm the king (laughs) then i want it double (laughs) yeah so uh david's punishment Uh, now you have sex with a sheep what (laughs) don't worry it's better than i'm the king so david's punishment came to pass years later when david's much loved son absalom led an insurrection that plunged the kingdom in a civil war Mm -hmm. absalom was david's third son by a different wife wait so different to misha yeah. So okay. this is a, the name of this wife was Macab. So I'm told you she has like at least two wives in between Michelle yeah. and, uh, and Bathsheba. To Samuel chapter 14 verse 25 describes him as the most handsome man in the kingdom. Of course. Yeah. Wait, uh, the he, son. The son, Absalom. Right. Yeah. He was a great favorite of his father and of this people. His charming manners, person, personal beauty, insinuating ways, love of pomp, and royal pretensions captivated the hearts of the city from the beginning. He lived in great style and, and drove a magnificent chariot and had 50 men run before him. He's a real fancy lad, <laughs> and everybody loves him. He's a real I like, and a I like the idea that, like in those times you you drive a fancy chariot and it's like it's the equivalent of like having a sports car yeah that's kind of fun and he had 50 men run before him so <laughs> i guess they're pulling the chariot or maybe they're just running and they're just like part of his entourage and they're like yeah. absalom's coming absalom's coming yeah hype men he's got 50 hype men just like you know this is this is like you know you had now you have twitter followers before then you had runners before it's a precedence yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah twitter heralds people just run <laughs> along and yell about you so absalom had a sister named tamar who was raped by their half-brother amon okay oh, um, yeah nice yeah so yeah nor totally did david normal, tell them <laughs> totally normal stuff happening oh, in God. amon is uh david's eldest son so i guess he's the son from his first marriage right and that's why he's only half sister to absalom yeah or half 
brother to brother. Absalom. Mm-hmm. After the raid, Absalom waited two years and then avenged Tamar by sending servants to murder a drunken Ammon at a feast to which Absalom had invented all. Of. So, yeah, so he waited two years and then he's just like, you know what, I should probably murder that guy. <laughs> I guess, I don't know, maybe just waiting for his opportunity or whatever. But then he doesn't even do it himself. It's very yeah. weird. Hmm. Uh, um, after this, Absalom fled. Um, and it was it took three years for him to be fully reinstated in David's favor and finally returned to Jerusalem. While at Jerusalem, Absalom built support for himself by speaking to those who, who came to King David for justice, saying, See, your claims are good and right, but there is no, no one deputed by the king to hear you. So right. he's like, there's nobody... You're not getting any justice. Yeah. You know, uh, he's reflecting the flaws in the judicial system of the United Monarchy. If only I were the judge of the land and then all who had a suitor case might come to me and I would give them justice. Right. So it's like he's saying I will. He's saying to the people, you know, I'll I'll give you justice. And for what you know, it's like he's going to drain the swamp. I'll make your enemies pay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's Uh, make Israel great again. Yeah. He made gestures of flattery by kissing those who bowed before him. Cheeky. Yeah. And he stole the hearts of the people of Israel. Not in a literal way like david would have with their full skin yeah after four years he declared himself king raised and raised a revolt in hebron the former capital uh, moreover to manifest his claim to be the new king absalom had sexual intercourse in public with 10 of his father's concubines <laughs> okay i mean i mean that's horrible because i'm guessing they didn't consent either they but probably weren't into it no. like that would have that would have really got to david because he was like a king who fucks right yeah and so like <laughs> he's got 10 that, that's it that's an inventive way to declare yourself king i feel yeah. like rather than killing someone just fucking a load of people in public i you know i don't know how honestly i i'm not quite sure how you make yourself king how you declare that divine right so this seems like it's good dogging a, good way, it? yeah it's just, like, <laughs> just just that's everyone who's ever been dogging your royalty now yeah i mean it is it is a weird thing i guess because this is in public right so i guess yeah. it's just like we're going to the square people are like do you see this guy downtown he fucked 10 ladies <laughs> i guess he's king now it's like how'd you know about it he did it in the fucking square <laughs> ten la- not even just 10 ladies they were the king's concubines it's insane it's a very weird flex yeah but i guess it really drives the point home <laughs> but also yeah probably they were closer to his age than his dad's age probably yeah i'm just casting aspersions here either way it's not cool none mm. of this is cool i don't know no, what no, no one in this is cool really it, it's super weird it's it's not only is it not cool it's also a very weird thing to do i'm team Mariah. yeah but the idea is that this is could could be considered a direct tenfold divine retribution for david's taking a woman of another mm-hmm. man in secret oh wow so, so, he took so the... i'm taking all 10 of your women now in, in public, public. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, Christ. It's like, what's the opposite of what you did? <laughs> this, I guess. Wow, Anyways. fuck, man. The Bible's so misogynistic. Yeah. So all of Israel and Judea, like, were like, well, this guy seems like a real king. Uh, he's doing some real News kingly travels shit fast. here. Yeah. And so David fled. It's like revenge ten- porn, but yeah. you know, without <laughs> computers. Yeah. So David had to flee with only his bodyguard and some other uh, folks. Absalom reached the capital and consulted with the renowned. Oh my god. Ahithopel. Ahithopel. A former counselor of King David who... Uh, Good job, buddy. Yeah, whatever. Ahipatel was a former counselor of King David who sided with Absalom and who advised Absalom to have incestuous relations with his father's concubines. So this was all his. He's like, they you know weren't really, really gonna... incestuous, though, if they were just concubines. I guess like, so. Like, yeah, none I of them were his mom. I guess not. I don't know. Maybe they're like his stepmom. I'm not sure how concubines work. Anyways, David took refuge from Absalom's forces uh, beyond the Jordan River. However, he took the precaution 
precaution of instructing his servant, Hisaiah, to infiltrate Absalom's court and subvert it. Once in place, Hisaiah convinced Absalom to ignore Athopel's advice to attack his father while he was on the run and instead prepare his forces for a major attack. This gave oh, David critical time. time to prepare his own troops. Mm-hmm. When Athopel saw that his advice was not followed, he okay. killed himself by hanging. Right. So I, that's, he does not take criticism well <laughs> at the bell i think at the bell was like so he used to work for david and then i think when he saw that okay. absalom was here he's like well this is my opportunity and maybe i'll be the next king or something like that right so he was a schemer i see so at the fateful battle of the wood of ephraim uh, absalom's army was completely routed when absalom fled david's army <laughs> this is embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> when absalom fled david's army his head was caught in the bow of an oak tree as his <laughs> as the mule he was riding ran beneath it so it's like not even on a horse <laughs> and you're such a dumbass that you're like looking to make sure they're not chasing you and then you get your and head caught get stuck in, in a tree, tree. uh yeah it's pretty great it's pretty funny he was discovered still alive by some of david's men who reported to joab the king's commander joab accustomed to avenging himself took the opportunity to even the score with absalom wait what did absalom do to joab just because he was on team david well yeah joab or absalom had once set joab's field on fire and then oh. made uh somebody Real else cap- regret that arson when you're yeah. stuck in a tree <laughs> and then made somebody else captain of the host instead of joab right so but killing absalom was against david's explicit command and but joab uh injured absalom with three darts uh through the heart and absalom was subsequently killed by 10 of joab's armor bearer right and he said when david heard that absalom was killed he was greatly sorrowed he said oh my son absalom my son my son absalom would god that i had died for thee oh absalom my son my son so it's like but if you didn't if you didn't want him to die you could have just given up being king i don't know it's so yeah you're tough. the one who also made you know anyways so david withdrew to the city of mahanan uh, in mourning until joab roused him from the extravagance of his grief and called him on him to fulfill his duties to his people and so he was a, you know he went back to being king pretty uneventful and uneventful from then yeah when david is old okay. and bedridden at jonah his eldest surviving son and natural heir declares himself king bathsheba and nathan go to david and obtain his agreement to crown bathsheba's son solomon as king Oh, according to David's earlier wins. promise and the revolt of Agena is put down David dies at the age of 70 after reigning for 40 years and on his deathbed counsels Solomon to walk in the ways of God and to take revenge on his enemies <laughs> <laughs> that is what God wants you want to walk the path of God it is a constant path of peace enlightenment and, and love murder. to your brother man and, and also kill my fucking enemies kill them all burn their houses to the ground <laughs> this is my my deathbed wish so you can't not do it yeah oh, so God. And then, uh, and so next month, we're going to talk about King Solomon. Oh. Excellent one-two there. Yeah, so that's what So, Matthew, why is King David your personal hero? He's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because the dude fucks, man. I got, you know what? He does a lot of bad things, but he gets it wet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, no, he doesn't, though. He takes it by force. Uh, no, yeah, that's a good point. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, he is not, uh, I don't, I mean, this is certainly a very epic tale. It, sure. Uh, so has, there was a lot of twists and turns. Lots of twists and turns. Yeah, I don't know if he was ever really a good guy at any point. Uh, no. <laughs> I guess when he was young and he, before he murdered a giant. Yeah. Not a just, particularly gruesome This is one. what I'm saying. It all started there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it all went downhill from that point. It, it seems like he got 
got a real taste for blood. It all you know, went downhill from the moment I had to cut off a guy's head when I was 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going to fuck you up for a long time. And yeah. for David, it fucked him up for the next 60, 60 years. 60 years yeah. or so, yeah. So, I mean, I think that David is not really... I don't understand why he's a great biblical hero. Yeah. He was also, like, hitting on last month's uh, Shiv, I saw that he was one of the kind of core people in terms of chivalric code. Like, they were, he was, they were oh, one of those people wow. who... Okay. Like the people who came up with chivalry were just like, yeah. hey, this is, he's a pretty <laughs> great dude. Let's follow this guy's example. Yeah, wow. He is, he is a real piece of shit. Yeah, it was instead, he was one of the nine worthies, a group of heroes encapsulating the qualities of chivalry. So he's a real aspirational Rape, figure. Yeah. Murder. Yep. Uh, uh, nationalism. <laughs> yeah. So Blasphemy, all, probably. Yeah. Mutilating. Uh, no, no, love of God, but love expressed in a very murderous way. <laughs> Yeah, so right. he's he's a pretty questionable figure, and I don't mm. think that uh, I don't know that one statue is really nice. <laughs> well, that was uh, you know from a more innocent time. Yeah, the Renaissance. We talked about how horrible. Oh the no, 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 it was in like uh, you know when it oh, was right. before he killed Goliath. It was like the most innocent time in his life. Right, that was it. That was right before it all went downhill. So yeah, mm. that's why that's why that's a good piece. I of mean, art. pretty impressive that he managed to fuck so many people with such a tiny penis. Again, that is not just about the size of the wave but the motion of the unconsensual ocean yeah I was gonna, yeah uh yeah it's not the size of your boat it's uh how hard you can just ram it into the port with no oh no <laughs> so, oh yeah. god oh, okay Ugh. all right on that note tune um, in next month <laughs> no uh so anno did you think this was a sufficiently epic uh tale definitely epic Lots of battles and twists and, and turns, as I said. Mm. Not not great, though. <laughs> not great. Not a great person. No. No. But, no. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, but it's, let's it's see. interesting how both from the Saint and the Hero podcast, we're learning that anyone who's revered is probably an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Basically. much it. Yeah, so far we've come across maybe one or two people who are an asshole. <laughs> yeah it's great yeah so tune in next month to see yeah. if his son if King Solomon, Solomon does any better <laughs> if he did better maybe he learned his lessons from mm. his father's mistakes and, uh, and and yeah if he got revenge on the enemies yeah let's hope so so but I feel like it's not really it, David's enemies don't require revenge because like I feel like what happened to David was more like karmic you know yeah so yeah. like you don't need to then get revenge because it's like we, we're now balanced things have evened out yeah I mean well that was the thing is so like, doing he, more revenge will just create more bad karma more stuff. it does feel like the Philistines were pretty defeated because they ran yeah. away from the battle after Goliath died and then King Saul was like no go kill just like 200 more yeah. and they were probably just like why are you doing this this war was over <laughs> yeah we thought the war was over but yeah we'll we'll find out next month if Solomon has learned from his father's mistakes hmm. otherwise everybody have an epic day and thanks for subscribing have an epic day yeah bye bye Thank you.